0: Hello everyone and welcome to a Gullis Current Affairs and Marine Science podcast set in Southern Africa with me as one of your hosts, Dr. Yannis Kirsten of Geekoscopy Media, alongside
1: Dr. Nelson Miranda of Argonaut Science and today we're going to get BOLD. Bold. We're gonna go for it, yeah. Oh (laughs) jeez. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of acronyms. (laughs) A lot of acronyms today. A lot of
0: acronyms. Oh, oh! I thought, I thought you were to get confident about something.
1: Well, you know, uh, yes, that too, of course. <laughs> too okay. Let's let's fight the the introversion today on on this episode with DNA somehow. Yeah. Um. So, have you ever heard of the barcode of life? I have heard of the barcode of life. It does
0: does come up. In undergrad when you learn to become a marine scientist uh, but I didn't myself go too deeply into genetics I've worked with DNA more in a physiological sense mm. but barcode of life I understand is it's got to do with DNA and it's got to do with biodiversity and kind of tracking those things am I, am I in the right ballpark here
1: yeah, yeah, you're totally in the right ballpark. And I mean, it, it's a barcode because, you know, you think about a barcode that you find on a, a product that you might buy at the supermarket. And it's got those mm. lines, you know, dark and light, dark and light, and it makes a barcode. Mm. And instead of lines, uh, what we're talking about today is uh, the, the, the code that is encoded in every uh, organism in the ad- animal kingdom. Um, and you know, really, all things that live—they uh, have DNA, which is like kind of the building blocks that, of the um, of the information from which life is built, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, very cleverly, uh, there's a very specific gene. so a very specific uh, bit of DNA that is very common in. Well, it's common to all uh, respirating life, you know, life that breathes, things that are generally considered to be alive, and it's a gene that um, (laughs) all genes have these funny names, right? So it's it's the (laughs) cytochrome oxidase cytochrome c oxidase subunit one gene. And uh, that sounds, sounds like that just, sounds uh, very <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like you just turned a into thing. like
0: a, a robot, you know. Like a com C,
1: subunit
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> e- executing order sixty six, yeah. Oh my gosh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> it's too soon. Too soon.
1: Too soon. Uh <laughs> no 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 no. It's you know, normally we just call it C O you know, we abbreviated CO1 or COI, because we use the Roman numeral one. That's why it looks like an I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that very, very, that sequence, okay. It's a, it's a really suitable one for a barcode of sorts because it's common to all forms of life. Um, but it does mutate, right? So DNA mutates over time, you know, and if it mutates too much, that's not so good if it mutates too little then it's like preserved um you know and that's that's also not great because then you know how could you tell things that mutate and sort of species as they mutate they can actually become separate species the more they mutate yeah Yeah. so that gene though is like perfect in terms of the mutation rates over time and also it is passed on uh you know to throughout you know from the from the generation to generation, because right. it's a very important gene, because it's the gene that is literally, it, it, it's needed to code for the protein, right? That then does the job of completing that, uh, you know, uh, that very important process in respiration where the electrons move, you know, electrons in energy and they get packaged into something called ATP. Anyway, let's not get to <laughs> <laughs> ATP is like the power fuel of cells, you know, and this is the power yeah, of life. Yeah, right. Yeah, but we yeah. don't think have to it, get of yeah, as, it. Think of it. Like, you know, when you're
0: Think of ATP as, uh, money, right. And yeah. it's, it's your like energy source. And you at the grocery store when you're trying to figure out like how much money to pay for a thing. Like, all of the products have that barcode, and you take it to the front, and they scan it, and they tell you, like, how much it costs and how much you pay for them. So that's kind of, like, what's going on here, I suspect.
1: Well, you know, uh, there's actually a link, and uh, I like the mind map linkage, and mm. uh, I like to think, yeah, ATP could be, like, the moolah for life <laughs> <laughs> But um, but the most important thing to focus on are those barcodes themselves, which are, are made up of different codes of DNA sequences. So you know DNA base pairs they're called, you know, and they can either be A's um, or uh, C's or G's um, or T's, right? So those are you know, those are the codes so to go. T T A C G mm-hmm. T, T T T A, you know, so it's like yeah. almost like yeah, boop, 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 yeah. boop, you know, a little code of sorts, yeah,
0: yeah, for <laughs> almost, sure. like
1: code, yeah. almost like Morse code, almost like Morse code. But in sure, this yeah. case, there's actually different sort of elements, and, that, and that's that's DNA, uh, that's how DNA can be used. Um, and that barcode lives, you know, it lives in organisms, so it's you know, you, you, no one has to put it on, it exists in every organism, right? So, now the idea right is to, uh, you know, extract that DNA from organisms within a process that, you know, I think we'll cover this in a future episode about DNA where we can go into it a little bit and, yeah. um, and, you know, DNA extraction, uh, isolation and then sequencing, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, you know, isolation and, and, uh, um, we, we were talking about this uh, earlier uh, you know, um, the CPR and CPR, PCR, uh, <laughs> yes. PCR, yeah, PCR reaction, chain reaction, amplification. Yeah. Voluminous yeah. chain reaction. There you go. Now who's a robot? <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can go into that uh, another time. But basically, you do need an organism. You need to isolate the DNA. You do need to, to extract it. You do need, need to purify it. You do need to sequence it. So the, you do need you know uh, specialized tools, which you can find in universities. And there are companies that have these labs where you can send samples. Uh, and, you know, uh, th- th- this can be done for you and then they will give you a uh, sequence, you know, uh, one of these sequences with lots of A's and T's and C's and G's, right? <laughs> and that's, yeah, sure. that sequence That sequence is based on, like, wh- what you've set it up to be. So we use something called a primer, which is, like, it's going to be the key that isolates out of all the DNA exactly only the CO1... A gene, that is what we're interested in. That little, you know, uh, yeah. sequence that's going to be our barcode, and um, and then it's going to give you like a whole bunch of codes, right? Uh, and then what do you do with that? You need to uh, put it in, in somewhere into a database of sorts, isn't it? And you have basically two big options, right? There's an open source option called GenBank right? So you can bank it in the gene bank, gen bank, (laughs) right? Um, And then there is what we're going to be talking about today, the barcode of life uh, systems, Uh, barcode of life database system, right? Or bold, you know, you can get bold. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can do both, actually. Um, And the difference really between the gen bank and this barcode of life uh, or bold system is that the GenBank is open source and anyone can input like, you know, all of these uh, sequences and, and there, there's, there's not as many checks, you know, just to make sure that everything is correct. There are some for sure, you know, it, it is still a process to, to submit, it is a published, it is acceptable in publications as well to make to, to deposit these sequences into that bank and then reference them. So you get the unique reference and you can say, there's my sequence that I collected. And then scientists can actually mine that and, and, and extract it and, and compare notes and make sure that, you know, uh, if they return to where you found that organism and they sample again, they're gonna find the same thing, right? That's quite important. But then the uh, bold, uh, database, right? System is a step further. It's curated, you know, uh, you need a uh, very specific photographs, you need uh, definitely the GPS location, uh, the, you know, where you found uh, this organism, you need uh, taxonomic identification already, right? Or the closest that you can get, you need uh, the, the actual uh trace files right which are these technical files that you'll get from the uh, company that sequences your data they'll give you these files and you need to actually input those and, and and you need they need to read forward and backwards on your code right so all of that needs to be there is proof that everything is kosher and you didn't just like type in some random <laughs> things together uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah there's a lot of more checks. So it is a bit more complicated to uh, get it right. But once it's right, if there's something in there, in that uh, database, then you you can be pretty confident that it's a a solid database. And and, uh, at this stage, you might be wondering, why are we going through all of this trouble, you know, all (laughs) of this? I was about to
0: ask, how does this relate to Gosh, science? Because this right? is a science I science mean, podcast. Wow.
1: Because, <laughs> because there's so much, it's so technical and you can't just like grab a scanner like you do in the supermarket and just go, Beep. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. not so, it's not so easy, right? Um yeah. why bother? Well, because we simply can't keep up with, with, you know, there's so much life out there. And especially in the ocean, there's so much to discover, <laughs> right, yeah. that if we were to use conventional uh, methods uh, like we've been doing for centuries right we would take even more centuries we probably never (laughs) arrive at the destination of trying to identify uh, you know all life you know trying to 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 know what life exists on on earth and well this is one of the best tools it's it's even though there's a lot of work it is quicker and it is more reliable right and this can really help solve a lot of problems, you know, problems of identification. You know, taxonomy is something that's always changing. Yeah. And um, there might be misidentifications. Things might things might look uh, the same even in terms of shape and size and color. But when you look at the DNA, then you start to find, okay, it's actually the, the, the one code is mutated and is kind of moved away from the other code and it's actually Almost like a subspecies, or maybe two different species that look very similar. Yeah. So we can we can uh, use these these approaches to really um, simplify and uh, help us to, to even take care of some of the messes. You know, there's a big mess, and mm-hmm. you know, always with naming things. And yeah, so sure. it helps. They, they,
0: they gives the me an idea. Experiment. We should we should probably have an episode about what is a species. <laughs> Because I think right. it's quite a complex yeah, I mean, thing. that exactly. might need a more modern like way of trying to explain. Uh,
1: but it's, well, it's not so, so
0: straightforward these days. For no, no, no,
1: exactly, and they, and it's still debatable. And now, even with these tools, sometimes the you know. Uh, how how divergent, you know, do the, the, the sequences need to be for something to then say, yeah, okay, yeah. now it's where do, yeah. it,
0: where do you draw the you, line? There's always
1: going to sure. be an element of, um, you know, where someone has to come in and, uh, you know, decide, to, you know, uh, what thresholds are. And... Um, And there's also, you know, a history. So someone has to come in and look at the past and things that have been put into museums and uh, need to be be revisited, readdressed. And then how do we then, you know, be fair to the original people that found these things so that, you know, uh, because authorship and, uh, you know, ownership and discovery is also Mm -hmm. important. So there's a lot of things to consider here.
0: Like, how does this fit in for South Africa? Like, what is South Africa doing in the context of barcoding?
1: Okay, so there's something very exciting going on uh, right now. Uh, There's a project called CMAP, right? And this is a a big countrywide project, right? Um, It is um, based at SEANs, that's the South African Environmental Observation Node. Uh, The... uh, Ega Gassini node, I believe. And this is a big project through the Foundational Biodiversity Information Program, or FBIP. The FBIP program uh, funds huge projects in in the country. There's another one, for example, that uh, I'm also part of, uh, is the, the Refresh project where we're looking at biodiversity in the freshwater aquatic realm but you know there's a little bit of salinity that goes in there as well so you know don't discount freshwater people from the marine people by the way (laughs) but this uh, fbip program uh, these programs are funded by the department of science and innovation so dsi with the south african national biodiversity institute at SANBI, and the national research foundation nrf Uh, those SANBI and nrf they manage these projects right so the C Map aims to deliver South Africa's first data-driven marine ecosystem map, right? So, in in the barcode of life is very important. This is how we actually measure the progress of this project. The barcode of life is part of the outputs of this project. Basically, uh, this project is is using the barcode of life to map and contribute uh, a huge amount of knowledge about. Uh, marine life, uh, in South Africa. Oh, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Ecosystem map derived from associated species. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. So then, um, if you want to find out more, uh, also the principal investigator is Dr. Lara Atkinson, um, and you can find out more if you, you know, Google it on the internet and there's a lot more information available. Um, this this is like hot news. Eh? So uh, uh, we were in a meeting, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, where uh, all the most of the scientists involved in this project came together, and you must, re- must like realize that these are scientists from different fields or different, you know, specialists of different um, organisms, you know, different like fish specialists, and invertebrate specialist, and you know. Mm. <laughs> and algae and, and uh, you know, microorganisms as well, bacteria, and all in one room trying to figure out how do, how can we work together? So this is very exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's sometimes very difficult to have like multi-disciplinary, uh, even, even big teams getting together to do to do a single project. So you
1: can- Absolutely. Yeah, you can expect Absolutely. good things. <laughs> Absolutely, the community is great and uh, scientists are actually working together to try to figure out exactly those issues of how, you know, because the method of, of extracting DNA is going to differ, you know, wildly, you know, between taxa, but then lessons learned from one side of the field may be applicable to the other side, you know, and we may come up with a, a standardized way of collecting this information that is, it serves everyone you know the best that we can um, but yeah it's a, it's a very exciting thing that's going on but you know what there's also if you go and you look at the um, bold systems uh, portal online it's right? so a barcode of life uh, systems online there's even an opportunity for you as a as an educator as a teacher to get students involved in in this project because this is an international project the whole project, right? Yeah. And uh, if you do it in South Africa, of course, I definitely would recommend that you uh, liaise uh, with you know other scientists that are working, uh, uh, you know, on this uh, uh, on this front. So the CMAPS Maps project would be you know uh, people to approach there. Um, but for sure, you could definitely you know um, benefit from some of these tools, which will guide you uh, in, um, you know, learning how to barcode here, you, you know, even as a, a school teacher and definitely you would need to collaborate with the scientists because you definitely need guidance and you need access to facilities, which a scientist yeah. for, for example, is working on the CMaps uh, project may be able to help with perhaps for sure. 100%. I think, uh,
0: uh, yeah, definitely go check that out. I think we threw a lot of information at the viewers today, so maybe we. Oh do, yeah. Uh, cut oh, yeah. It I mean, there. it's
1: exciting, but we have to be careful not to overload yeah, the senses. It's, it's, it's an overload. so we. I, mean, I am we'll, a scientist. We'll I'm cover DNA, so. or something <laughs> called.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, definitely go check out what's going on with CMaps. Check out the educational portal. It's something that's interesting to you guys. I'll post a couple of. Interesting, entertaining things about DNA in the uh, description. I do know a couple of songs that exist about DNA and, and PCR, and I'll find some other entertaining related things, and we'll probably discuss more about that in a separate DNA episode. And we have an episode about species because that—that's its own topic that needs talking about. Uh, but otherwise, I think it was a very interesting. Uh, Topic that we'll probably check upon later on.
1: Yeah, again, we we're probably going to cover DNA and something called next gen. Sequencing, <laughs> um, like eDNA and uh, metabarcoding, in another episode. eDNA is really exciting because you, instead of finding organisms, you can maybe sample water, and uh, because there's fragments of organisms in the water, you can actually extract DNA and then do this kind of barcoding as well. So really cool stuff mm. for the future. Excellent.
0: So, yeah, if you want to find out more, I think you should go head over to Nelson's uh, social media at Argonaut Science. Where can, where can people find you, Nelson?
1: And uh, you can find Argonaut Science on the web. Just look for the octopus, Argonaut Science.
0: Cool. You can find uh, Agulus Current Affairs at Gallus Current on Twitter, uh, or Agulus Current Affairs on Facebook you can find me at Geekoscopy Media and I do post these at geekoscopy.com for you guys to listen to that so otherwise stay tuned and cheers